Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. All right, we're recording. Okay. Excellent. You're, you're peaking there a bit. Am I? Just swear right, a let bit. me let me let me wind myself down a little bit. Yeah. No more that's, peaking. That's... Only peaking if I say the letter P. Yeah, if you peak peaking. How's e- that? Everything's gonna be fun. Oh, I'm peaking too. Alright, I'll go down a little bit. Excellent. We tend to go louder as we talk too, I think. We do, yeah. I mean, at the moment we're still a little self-conscious because we here we are in the bushes, you know. I'm not self-conscious. I'm not self-conscious. All the time. No, 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 no. Yeah, this you, is you, me. You've been wearing that T-shirt with your face on it around Port Douglas the entire. I week. have, mate. How'd it, you, oh, uh, <laughs> you didn't bring yours. I, 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 no, I couldn't fit it in. I couldn't fit in the carry-on. They had a thing saying, "Did you did you pack your own luggage?" And I oh. said, "I said yes, I did." But Any flammables? Because that T-shirt's on fire. It's, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> welcome. And speaking of, we should we should probably start recording. Yeah. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode one hundred and fifty nine of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. Where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined by a man who has got it must be said a wonderful tan because he's been up here in the uh, the, the tropical climes of far north Queensland. We're recording this episode, listeners, by the beach in uh, in. Far north Queensland, tropical Port Douglas. Lewis Kirkham, how are you going? Good, Robbie. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm not quite as relaxed as you because I haven't been here for quite as many days. But uh, tell the listeners what we're looking out at at the moment. Oh, it, it's a it's a beautiful scenery. We're on right here, uh, just up in the in the rainforest, just on the edge of Four Mile Beach, just uh, just in in the heart of Port Douglas, mate. We've got uh, we've got the game of uh, looks like uh, one of the the uh, the bottom sniffing games, the bit NRL t- or, bit, the, bit of touch rugby. or the rugby union going on. Yep. You know, to us. Uh, us Southerners wouldn't. We've got no idea how that works. But there's a lot of you know tappy tappy and yeah. kicking in the air, and there's not a lot of hand passing going on. There'd be an awful lot of free kicks if it was an AFL. But uh, they are trying to look up at us, trying to work out what we're doing with the uh, microphones. I said to Lewis, we just got to try and pretend that we're uh, that we're just commentating. You yeah. Know? So yeah, R- Rabbits Warren and uh, and Phil Walsh here, just you know calling the calling from the sidelines. Well, we actually, we've got a crowd for me. We've just had a lady sit in front of us with a it looks like a, a strawberry daiquiri smoothie. Just uh, obviously come heard about it on on Instagram and Facebook. We've been heavily promoting the open air broadcast, haven't we? Absolutely, our first official open air yes. broadcast. Oh, here comes someone up, up to. Oh, no, he's just claiming he's, his towel. Oh, just I thought he was joining to ask a question. Could anyway. have been worse. He could have been coming up to try and have a leak, and we're on his weed tree. <laughs> right, that's a good, good, good segue there. Yeah. Uh, getting up here is a bit of debacle, mate. Though, uh, you know, we are uh, we're all sort of you know, uh, uh, Melbourne was in lockdown, Victoria was in lockdown, and it was looking uh, a bit dicey, yeah, wasn't it? Of trying to get up here, touch and go, and so they opened the borders just in time, and and so we're all getting ready, you know, frantic, last minute sort of packing, kind of. Yep, we're going, we're going, and uh, uh, the night before we we get to leave, I get a phone call on my phone. Right, and, you know, yeah. The, uh, the uh, sort of not sure if it's a spam. It's an unknown number. Oh, there right. is an actual number. It's like it was an O2 so number. No, no, not the Nigerian prince. No, it wasn't. No, no. it wasn't, wasn't the Lithuanian, um, you know, lovely. Embassy? Yeah, 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 yeah. the Lithuanian lottery yeah, ringing you up because you've just, uh, you just your numbers have come up. Yeah, it's all right. And so there's an O2 number. I thought, oh, look, I'll better answer, answer it. Oh, yep, yeah, g'day, it's Qantas. Um, 
Just ring to let you know that your father, uh, that Colin, uh, is that Colin? No, no, that's Lewis. Lewis, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Colin's son. Obviously, my name's on, I'm from Qantas. And obviously, my number's on the bookings. Uh, yeah, just let, ring to let you know that uh, we've bumped Colin off his flight. Um, and, oh. and, and, uh, he's in the cargo hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bump, and he, he uh, now I can offer him another flight. I've got, well, hang on a second. Sorry, there's, there's a party of us coming. There's 11 of us a group. Um, you know, my father is, you know, he's uh, over 80. Yes, you know, yeah. Uh, he's not ideal that he's traveling on his own. You know, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do anything about that. He's, he's bumped. Oh, oh. It was a genuine, like, they could not do anything about it. And, wow. And so, ended up, we... Um, Flying the friendly skies. Well, that's exactly... Uh, we, we've changed the aircraft for our, some some dodgy excuse, yeah. as usual. Oh, one, with, one without, with one less seat. Yeah. Sorry, we, 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 yes. play, we played yes. musical chairs, and unfortunately, he wasn't there to sit down on the seat in time. Well, well, as it was, the toilet wasn't working, so his seat was now oh, the toilet. I right, think, pretty okay. Sure that something yeah. along those lines, I'm sure. And the seatbelt wasn't working. Yeah, and, and they couldn't strap him on the wing, so we... Um, Eight o'clock at night before about to leave the next day. You imagine how the stress of that and how everything sort of sort of going on. So um, a bit of a thumbs up from the crowd. Thumbs That's up from good. The crowd, yeah, give, yeah. Us a, give us a cheer, everyone. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, let, great let, sound let, him know, let, let him know you're alive. Yeah. Hey. And uh, and so um, ended up we had to actually change Deb's flight. Oh really? Thought, all right, one of us has got to go separately. Deb got rebumped. Yeah. Well, we thought, well, Dad's got to come with us. You know, I'll go with Dad. Yes. I'll, I'll go with the kids. Deb come up later. She goes, okay, great. You know, what I can tell you though, is what I can do is put a Deb on a flight, and she'll arrive in Cairns 30 minutes before you guys, so you'll be all be at Cairns Airport together. Oh, that sounds fair. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. And yep, and it's flying via Sydney. Oh, great. During lockdown, when Sydney's like got what 50 cases a day. Yeah. So. We said, no, we won't take that one. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be no, great. Okay, you. yeah, so she gets to come up to Cairns and then has to lock down while she's yeah, in Cairns because right. she's flying through a red zone. Two weeks quarantine in Cairns. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Arrived, so brilliant. Like, that's, not, that's not really going to work. Um, and uh, and uh, anyway, she ended up getting a direct flight to Cairns later in the day. But just a debacle, 8 o'clock before about to leave. Just, what, just what you want. Just yeah. what you want. But we had a, uh, a similar um, uh, you know, flight debacle. Uh, we were... Um, we, so yeah, much like everyone else in Victoria that was trying to fly up to far north Queensland, yes, um, yes. we were uh, worried about whether or not we'd actually get COVIDed out, and as it turned out, we didn't. Everything was looking good. Victoria was clean. Far north Queensland was clean. It got to uh, got to flight day, and we're in the plane. We're on the tarmac. We're ready to go. Engines, brrr, off we go, and we start taking off along the uh, along the, yeah. uh, the runway. Yeah, and then no. You know, through through throughout the uh, through throughout the umbrella, the um the big uh, uh, through the brakes on throughout the uh, the, the, the parachute, parachute out, the out the back. Oh wow! You know, snaking up the uh, up the runway. Really? Oh, that back to us. Sorry, passengers. There's we've had a bit of a technical hitch. It's meant that we've had to abort our takeoff. We're uh, we're just going to taxi back to the terminal and see get the engineers on board and see if we can fix this up. Uh, we'll keep you in touch of what's going on. <laughs> oh, no. And so. Okay, don't get me now. Christine is not the most safe, you know, the most, um, you know, uh, bravest of flies as it is, Lewis. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they're having the, like, she had the kids on each side of her, and so she's sort of squeezing their poor little hands, and then, <laughs> and Mommy, then squeezing. Mummy, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. My knuckles hurt. My, my fingers are turning blue, Mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we got back. They got the engineers on board, and it turned out it wasn't a, a control alt delete or switch on switch off problem. So. Uh, we had to get off the plane. Oh, wow. What, yeah. what I often like in those circumstances when they have a technical glitch in there. Sorry, we've had a bit of engine problems. You know, we need some time. They spend a bit of time on the tarmac fixing it. And then they go, right, we're ready to take off now. Yep, we're going to try and catch up. 
in air Excellent. the hour that we spent on the tarmac. So, okay, so you had some technical difficulties with the, with the, uh, with the engine. Now you're going to hammer the absolute, yep. you know, just to make up that time. So, yep. like, mm, that doesn't sound good. We're really going to let the clutch out on this thing and see whether or not it's actually going to go all <laughs> Is right. Is it broke or not? You know? and, and, uh, and if everyone can just look out the windows and if they do see any speed cameras up here, just let the uh, let the cabin crew know so they can let the uh, let the pilot know just to lay it off a little bit just as we're going past it, the cameras. It, it wasn't wasn't the uh, the hockey straps holding the um, the seat on the onto the onto the wing was it? A Colin seat, yeah, Colin, yeah, Colin yeah, seat up yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, wasn't they still that, had Colin one. seat there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we ended up getting up here, which was great. A few hours late, but hey, you know, it was all it was you all fine. It. And uh, and so now we're up here. But you know, we've all you know that's not the only sort of angsty thing that we've had leading up to the time here, because as we discussed last week uh, with Melvin, having yes. there where I found the um, found the lump in his tummy. So, so Melvin, Melvin, your thirteen year old pet, thirteen cat? year old, thirteen year old cat. Yeah, he'd been uh, losing a bit of weight, and thankfully the uh, the purple goo that he had on his feet that took him into work and weighed him and realised that he'd lost a fair bit of weight. So we had to. Uh, Run some bloods and and then ended up finding the little mass in his uh, in his stomach. So um, so we got uh, a friend friend of the show Clint Udelman into uh, uh, internal medicine specialist. He came along and uh, bought his ultrasound and confirmed for me that yes there is something there. You weren't yeah. you weren't making believe it. Yeah, so yeah. then we stuck the stuck the camera down and um, and there it is. The uh, here's this little little polyp in there now. You know, long time listeners to the show, uh, yeah, will remember. And first time listeners, welcome. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, they uh, what a show uh, to join on. What a, what a show to join. Yes. You know, this this uh, this wonderful you know beach uh, beachside outside broadcast Th- that um, you, you can't see, but we we, we, can. we we just chased away the strawberry daiquiri lady because <laughs> she's realised that we're talking into microphones. <laughs> Yeah, yes. would it would have been would have been more comfortable had it just been two guys standing up here in the bushes without microphones. Yeah, you know, but you could have handled that. But once we're talking to the microphones, that's just a step too far. Yeah. So she's taken off. Yeah, Melvin um, at pace up Four Mile Beach. Um, so with Melvin, we uh, it stuck the camera down, and you uh, so you remember that we had a case um, of a friend's cat that had a polyp in its stomach that uh, that we got Clint in to uh, to endoscope and sent down the electric lasso. Yes, yeah. Yeah. episode so, 42. Episode yeah. 42, yes. was it? Yeah, I, I thought yeah, it was yeah. a little bit later yeah. on than that, but well, that's right. It might, somewhere it might between be somewhere 42 like and 47. And 100, 100, 162, <laughs> somewhere in there. Um, somewhere in the vast back catalogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so he's gone, well, look, I've got all my gear here. Let's get and get it Let's done do because it. because the the original time of when he was going to get in and do it was going to actually be on the day that we flew out. Oh. And I said, oh look, I can't, I can't. Is there any way, any way that we can get it done mm-hmm. sooner? And so Clint, um, you know, uh, you know broke, you know, bent a few arms and you know got got it done for us a little bit earlier. So so we had it done on the Thursday before we left. And he said, right, well this thing looks like it's a bit of a polyp, similar to what we uh, we had with right. Kiwi, the other cat. Do you want to see how we go? And I said, well, let, you know. All right, let's let let's see what happens. And so, um, got out the electric lasso and passed it down through the endoscope and passed it through and you know, hooked it up to our uh, electric cautery device and yeah, uh, yeah you know, uh, just slowly guillotined this uh, this thing using the electric cautery thing and out it came. And uh, so then we had to leave. You know, it's a, fantastic. We got it out. Took some biopsies of the stomach and the small intestine what, as you want. What sort of size is the polyp? Uh, so it's sort of about one and a half centimetres. So, yeah, right, eh? so about yeah, yeah. a 50 cent piece yeah, okay. uh, Australian size. I don't know what US money size is, but... Yeah, look, it'd be somewhere between a dime and a, and a dollar note. Oh, there you go. A dollar <laughs> note. Yeah, just a really well, uh, really well twisted up great. dollar note. Yeah, great. Something between a watermelon and a dime excellent, probably. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it came out, put the scope back down again. It didn't look like there was any significant bleeding. And so 
Rightio, terrific. We'll, we'll wake him up and see how we go. And Clint said, right, you just need to keep an eye on him for any signs of bleeding over the next week or so. Oh, I'm doing that uh, right now uh, as uh, I sit uh, on the okay, beach. Okay, right. Well, that's, that's, that's probably going to put it outside of the realms of uh, our next-door neighbour's 20-year-old who was coming in to oh, look geez. after the dog and the cat. So, um, oh, wow. so we uh, yeah decided we'd uh, leave him at work. And unfortunately, in the time of when we've, uh, as we were flying out, he'd, we re-weighed him. He wasn't eating. Uh, despite giving him anti-nausea medication and yep. antacids and things like that, and he'd lost about 250 grams uh, before we left. So, um, so we'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave the the Melvin news. That's part one. Right. We'll leave. We'll leave Stay the. We'll, we'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Yeah. For how he's going for. Uh, Part two. Okay. If we record part two now, so that was so that's been all the the, the nice, calm, relaxing oh. stuff that's been going on in my head, leading up to the point of where we got on the plane and then the plane had to abort its takeoff. <laughs> so everything was great. Like that is that. It sounds like a uh, almost a hell week leading up oh, to, well, to getting away. And now you're probably still up here, still worrying, thinking, oh, what's going on? Why are we still losing uh, a bit of weight? Yeah. Well, and then as it is, you know, because even over the weekend, so the he had, Melvin had the procedure on the Thursday, and then over the weekend, we planned to go to Christina's mum and dad's down at Inverloch, uh because her sister's got herself a new a new puppy, a new Irish Wolfhound puppy. Right. He was ten weeks old, so it was due Lovely. for his due for his yes. second puppy vaccination. Yes. So got down there to uh, to check him out, and uh, you know he's a he's a nice enough little pup, but you know he's a ten week old Irish wolf found. So he's a little. No, no, he's the size of a <laughs> size of a miniature gorilla already. <laughs> Uh, is, it, is it greyhound size already? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so trying to have a feel of him, and you know, he just seems a little bit sore in his hips as I'm trying to pull his hips oh out, dear. and I'm going, oh, you know, and and seeing the seeing the the nieces walking him around, and he's grabbing a hold of the lead, and you know, trying to tow them around, and sort of not walking well, and I'm like, oh, how much? How do I go about being the mm-hmm. not not so the 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 Mr. Know It All, you know, the Doctor Know It All, Uncle Robbie, you know, go look at. Try to ignore him when he's doing the behaviour that you don't want, and yeah. try and praise him when he is doing the behaviour that you want, because you know he's just trying to learn. But you know you got to try and set him up for success. And so they go, oh man, you know it's uh, it's a pain in the bum when I've got to be doing this with, uh, you know, when, I, when I'm on the clock. But you know now here I am, I'm just seeing this puppy doing all the <laughs> just doing, do, little, doing all the naughty oh, stuff at home. Yeah, I just I can't not do it because I know he's going to be a seventy odd kilo dog. So I know I've got to try and at least set them on the right path to set him on the right path so then that way you know he's got a chance of succeeding wow yeah well that's a hard one so did you did you suggest maybe just a little bit of a hip x-ray and uh i don't see look we might have to worry a thing about hip hip x-ray and once we get home we'll give him a couple of weeks and see how he's going if he's if he's doing the peppy lepew dancing around well then yeah we might need to get him in and take a bit of an x-ray and see if there's much laxity there and Talk about what our options are. Wow, mate. Wow, yeah. Okay, gee, that's that's a hectic way. That's that's a lot going on there. Um, but here, I, I'm I feel a bit brain fried up here, mate. I just uh, yeah, don't know that you know, don't know. I've got a lot. There was an article I saw. This was last week, I think, in the in the Herald Sun. Oh yes. Um, that was. Well, should uh, we talk about our sponsors first before oh, we hit the news? Is that what we do? Is that yeah. what we do? Yeah, right. I'm eh? pretty sure we've done yes. that for 159 episodes. Yes. So, so you know, when 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 Rosie was starting to get a little bit stressed out from when we were going away, and when Young Jed was going to be looking after her, guess what we started her on, Lewis? Oh, it have to be some Zilkeen, mate. Zilkeen, that's exactly some, right. Alpha Kizozapine. Oh, so your brain's not that fried yet. All this sunshine has a, hasn't completely hasn't cooked yet. Hasn't yeah. Probably. Did you start Christine on uh, Christine on a little bit on that just before the plane? I, 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 I didn't want to talk about it, but yeah, I have been giving her a couple in her coffees at couple, night. A couple yeah. of roofies. 
that's that's not no. A couple, couple of quaaludes. Oh no, 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 no. no just a that's just a milk substitute. Milk milk substitute. Yep. That's exactly the, right. You just can sprinkle in the co- in her coffee, and yep, she yep. doesn't know any. Different. On her cereal in the morning. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. And did it help? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. It certainly yeah. helps the animals. Oh, it, 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 the, the second time we were taken off, and she was grabbing hold of the kids' hands, they didn't lose a feeling in their fingers. So, Very nice. so I think it did have some sort of an effect. Uh, Hopefully, it's helping Rosie out at home as well. You know, yes. help, helping to try and relax her down. It, it certainly reduced down the amount of uh, things that we had to get Jared to worry about doing for us. Yeah, with uh, the cats not being there, so we thought, right, might be able to sort Rosie out with trying to give her uh, give her some Zilkeen, see if that helps her. Very out. nice, Jared, the twenty year old next door. Big shout out to Jared. Yeah, uh, hello, Thanks, hello, Jared. Yeah. Hope everything's going well. Big big listener, the friend of the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, it was it was his mum that heard us on the uh, on the Flynn's Talk podcast. Right. And said, oh, hang on, I know I know that voice. Ah, so, very yeah, nice. that's that's that, that's my next door neighbour. There you go, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yep. Now we've got more people that are looking us up in the yes. up in the tropical jungle here with the microphones. But, but they all. might be worried that we're going to get a coconut landing on our heads. Ooh, we didn't check that, did we? No, Just no, quick, no, we're not quick look up. Trees, which is good. No, no, quick look up. It seems seems fairly fairly safe. The, the I think log, the log that we're sitting on does seem to be cutting off circulation <laughs> on my left butt, <laughs> my left gastrocnemius. Yes, so I have to keep yeah. moving it around. Get a little up, bit. Have a little walk around, mate. That's fine. Absolutely. But also, yeah. big thank you to our other sponsor, Delicate Care. Delicate Care. Uh, yes. I got apparently got a little delivery this week of a new. Cherish the thought of always having you here by my. I didn't want to bring that out when we were talking to them. I kind of know that song, but. Cherish. I kind of know that song, but I've I've only heard it in tune. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now now you've heard it every which way (laughs) loose. Um, Yeah, that's that's um, that's Madonna from circa 1989. I remember that because I got it on my first uh, my first um, cassette tape. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, they invented when you were you were that age, mate. Hottest hits 1990. Wow. That one? Yeah. Wow. There you go. There you go. So, big thank you to... So, I've got a sample of that at the at the vet clinic. It actually arrived today and I got a text message from work going, that new Cherish food, is that to um, is that to feed Olive who's in the cattery? You know, while we're away. And I've gone, yeah. well, not at the moment, but... If not I just do, yet. If I do go into a two-week quarantine on the way home, it will be. That, that'll be great. Yeah, yes. just just to start on that. So Cherish is the is it? Well, it's a newish food from Delicate Care, isn't it? Just for more. the people that make Delicate Care. Yeah, the good the good people at Delicate Care. It's their uh, it's their um, their their regular brand, if yeah. you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for those those dogs that and cats that don't have perhaps a gastrointestinal problem or don't have a skin issue, um, you know, don't need any specific dietary management, it's a high quality food that they can go and get from from the pet shop. Absolutely. And the uh, the good thing with it is it's still made with all the science and uh, and dietary nous and know how of the prof. Yes. Uh, uh, lurking in the background of it, even though it is just a get it at your pet at your pet shop kind of pet food. So um, still made. With with great quality, still made from the same uh, export quality factory that the Delicate Care is made from. Just, uh, yeah, uh, aiming for a different part of the market. So if you are looking in the, in the market for a new pet food, why not have a look for Cherish in your uh, your pet food store uh, next time you're going to get something? Exactly. If you haven't got it, get them to order it in and, uh, and get you some. So and I'll, we'll be keep you updated on how, how, uh, how our pets might be good food to try uh, Melvin on, just a pop bit of extra weight back on him maybe. And we'll see, see how we go. See if that helps. Exactly. And also big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we uh, do appreciate your support. Thank you for paying, 100%. paying for... Rob, Robbie's business class flight to this um, to this podcast. Uh, thanks, Robbie. But oh, we wouldn't have minded a business business <laughs> class. Then we might have actually got a uh, got a free cornetto or something like that on the plane when we got held up. It but, wasn't uh, a lot of food that was offered, was there? I have to agree with oh, you. Well, we came up on on Jetstar. We didn't come up on the high quality.
quality Qantas oh. flight where you would have got your uh, your Byron Bay cookie and a um, and a glass of water. Yeah, we it didn't was, even get it, that. It was a Daintree cookie, yes. A Daintree yes, cookie, Daintree nice. cookie made from pure pure crocodile, I think. Excellent. Yeah, very, so. very good. Any any duck and kangaroo in that one? Was it a <laughs> you have a novel protein diet style biscuit? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, it was very tasty. No, very good. But not, not overly filling. Could have done with a second one though. Yeah. Was it was it made from uh, all all quality Australia? Did they need to get in? Uh, you know, was all the the, the parts that could have been sourced from Australia sourced from Australia in that cookie, Lewis? Yes. Just just like Cherish? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. Very good. They're, they're pro- they've probably, had, they've pro- probably got their money's worth for this episode. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> I think so. Excellent. Now, I've got this is an article I was going to start before, but uh, it's from the Herald Sun. Yes. A small paper. Uh, yeah, a small one. paper. They're both small papers now. They during are, the week. Right. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. Little, but anyway, They read like it The too. little, little paper. Yeah. Uh, dog gastro outbreak linked to popular Richmond Park. Oh, wow. A horror canine virus is spreading like wildfire through Melbourne's inner city suburbs with several cases linked to a popular park. Whoa. More than 100 dogs have been struck down in a gastro outbreak spreading across Melbourne's inner east like wildfire. Gee whiz. Yeah, sensationalism. It's suspected several dogs contracted the bug after mixing with other pooches at Richmond's popular... Dun, dun, dun. Citizens Park. The Citizens Park. Some have spent spent days at the vets on an intravenous trip as worried owners waited for them to pull through. Richmond vet clinic partner, Dr. Ross Ansel. Oh, Rossy. You know Ross. Big Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. Oh, oh, I don't know about friend of the podcast, but I do know Big Ross. Not not friend of the podcast. No, not not friend, but Uh, I know Big Ross. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. We should have got him on. I should have done. Yeah. You got his phone number? We'll give him a call. I could right now. Told the Errol Sunny he treated more than 100 dogs with gastroenteritis of the small bowel in the last three weeks alone. Older dogs in particular were struggling to recover. I'd over a dozen a couple of days ago and close to 10 today, Dr. Ansel said. Yeah, right. Thursday. It's very unpleasant and very contagious. Mm, that doesn't sound it. Dr. Ansel said many cases were linked to dogs which have been at Citizens Park, but he believed the gastro bug was also spreading more broadly. I have a feeling it's not just limited to Richmond. I agree. We yep. get it in Port Melbourne, but it's going through the city's inner suburbs, he said. Well, that would be Port Melbourne. It's probably occurring at every park, but it's amplified at that park. The vast majority of owners do the right thing, but it takes a couple of people to take a sick dog to the park and it goes through the place like wildfire. Well, also, if you've got dogs that are, that are pre-clinical, I mean, that's one thing that we know from, the, um, uh, from COVID is that you can be infectious before you show clinical signs exactly, too. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, it's knocking some of the older dogs around. Richard and dog owner Maddie Robin, who's 14-month-old golden retriever Lenny the... Lenny Oodle. the Possum. A possum? Lenny the Possum. Is that its name, Lenny the Possum? Maybe, maybe that is his name, Lenny the Possum. I mean, he is from Richmond, so Lenny. Mm, right, right. Fell sick two weeks ago after going to Citizens Park, making a desperate dash. A desperate dash. To the emergency vet. He, he probably should, should have just got it done at the, uh, you know, done, did what he had to do at the park well, rather than have to make a desperate dash right. to the emergency Desperate center. dash just into the backyard. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. backyard, that's a desperate dash, isn't it? Yeah. It's Richmond, and they might not have had a backyard. Yeah. It might yeah. have been all the way down the hallway and in the lift. <laughs> just got a text from my brother saying, did we, did we, did we walk past the jet chairs? He must have come looking for us <laughs> on the beach. Oh, he's missed us. Anyway. So, uh, back to back to the article. Uh, it took a week to get better, for him to get better. 
Um, another resident, Alexandra Meehan, whose family dog Scout also went to Citizens Park, said the Labradoodle almost died. Oh, my goodness. After contracting a more serious strain of the bug, which had a mortality rate of 70%. Mortality rate of 70%? Wow. I think, I think they've stuffed that up. Yeah. That, that, that means that um, seven out of ten dogs in Richmond are now dead. Yes, have and died. Dr. Yes. And, and Dr. Ross Ansell no longer has a Veclin. <laughs> oh, you know, ten the of them have come in yeah. this today and seven of them and have died. Seven of them are dead. Gee whiz, they, they, they've had to go to Retrovision to go and buy a new, a new freezer. Mm, gosh. He's had to sit, sit down to uh, do a deep clean, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. Deep clean yeah. of Citizen Park. Yeah, is under, just, yeah. just napalm. Citizens on patrol. <laughs> if they'd waited another day, a scout would likely be dead, Ms. Meehan, 29, said. They hadn't had a case of that yet in Richmond. Hmm, that's interesting. The poor little thing was super lethargic, wasn't drinking, was, wouldn't eat dinner and wasn't moving. Dozens of dog owners have issued warnings online about animals falling ill after visiting Citizens Park. A Yarra Council spokesman said it was not aware of the issue, but it would take proactive action to warn dog owners about the potential for gastro to be spread at the park. The council's animal management team went there on Thursday to speak with dog owners. Now, we get a lot of gastro. We do get a lot of gastro. Oh, I don't know about you. Do you get a lot of Waverly animal Yes, absolutely. I mean, this, this time of year, you know, every... I reckon every second or third case that comes in the door of dogs, it's got a bit of gastro, a bit of diarrhea, maybe a little bit of vomiting. Um, and look, I don't, I, you know, we, I think we've tested... hundred in a week? Yeah. yeah, maybe not. Maybe not 10 a day. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's sort of pushing it. But certainly, um, we tested, we had, I think we had one dog we tested came positive as coronavirus. Yeah, okay, yeah. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. I oh, know. Lock so, it down. So trying to tell an owner that their dog's got coronavirus in, yes. in the COVID environment. Where it's a dog-only version yeah. of coronavirus. It's a difficult conversation. Absolutely. But I think that's probably... You know, a lot of people sort of talk about being parvovirus. Yes. But if it is parvovirus, yes, you're probably looking at that high mortality rate, you know, much higher, up 70%. I don't know the exact numbers. Yeah. But if they're all getting parvovirus, they're very, very sick. Absolutely, yeah. Whereas the ones we're seeing have got probably just a, a mild, potentially contagious, like a coronavirus or... Yeah, something, uh, something like that. Yeah, we've we've had um, one case in particular that um, that we believe actually stemmed from uh, doggy daycare. Now that's right. that's something that we um, I reckon is. I mean, we know in kids that kids going to daycare that yes. as soon as there's any respiratory thing or any gut thing, it just spreads through uh, human childcare centres like absolute wildfire. And the exact same thing happens in doggy daycare. You know, uh, kennel coughs go through doggy daycare like crazy. Um, gastro goes through doggy daycare like crazy. We had one dog that um, got very, very, very sick, like to the point where... Um, Oh, gee, was like we had her on a drip. We were, uh, we even had to go and do um, surgery on her because we thought she could have had a foreign body because her gut had just shut down. Wow! And it turned out that no, all it was was just a really, really severe infection. Um, but when we did the fecal tests on her, it came back as that she had coronavirus right. as well. Okay. Um, but she also had, um, she had uh, a crypt, um, no, a clostridial oh, uh, infection, yes. Yes. which. Lives in in dogs' bu b bum bugs anyway. Um, it's a common sort of secondary bug, isn't it? When it is. Got a bit of diarrhea, yeah. It takes and, over a little bit. And there bit. was something else. I think she might have had a circovirus as well. But basically, what we think happened with this dog was that she had just three things hit her at once. Yep. Um, any one of the one things probably wouldn't have been enough to cause her any problems. Yep. But all three at once, plus if she was a bit de dehydrated or anything like that, your resilience is down. This little dog also gets allergies. So, yeah, we don't know how much of an effect gut yeah. 
yes. uh, you know, gut reactions yes. would have too, that all of those things just set her on a path where then her gut shut down. And it took us a good couple of weeks to try and get her back on track. Wow. Um, now, you know, has she been hit by some, you know, big superbug that's then shutting down you know, seven, you know, with a 70% mortality rate? No. But, you know, <laughs> um, I think um, I, I think you, you do always get these runs of, of dogs picking up things at um, at – uh, at parks, I always know that the Million Paws walk with the RSPCA is always a surefire a thing. Three, hotbed, is three, it? three to seven right. days afterwards, you're either going to get dogs with, with vomiting and diarrhea or you're going to get them with kennel cough just because they like spreading things around. Yep. So, you know, that's and that's the way the dogs say hello, Lewis. They don't go and, you know, sanitise their butts before they walk in there when they all go and start sticking their noses up each other's bums. So, Spot on, mate. I yeah. think as well the big... Uh, Big stuff. I reckon is a link in our area. Is, is uh, a lot of raw food. Oh, okay. Is a big hot part button of it. topic. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, the, I, I reckon a lot of the, the 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 dogs that we see that have got the diarrhoea, the owners are very adamant, or not very adamant, but very. Oh, it's on the best high quality raw food, human diet. quality. Yeah, raw food diet, and uh, and right. So it's not cooked. Okay, there's a reason we cook it for ourselves. Yep. That's because the bugs in it. I think you need to be cooking it for the dog, and you get a lot of pushback. Yeah, that sort of thing. Certainly, certainly where we are, people are very adamant. Oh, I've I've done my research on the internet, you know. I've, you know, and I always have a picture of it in my head when they say that. Personally, in my head, I have the picture of a meme I saw once of uh, I've done my research on the internet, and it's somebody sitting on the toilet with the phone in their hand. Right. Okay. <laughs> There you Excellent. go. That's Excellent. what I always picture when I say I've done my research. Um, for, for, for any of our uh, over-18 listeners that, uh, that don't mind hearing some blue language, I could thoroughly recommend on YouTube if Google was a guy. Yes. Um, the, the videos of uh, what it would be if um, you know, people are going into a guy's desk and asking him about things. And there's one in there where uh, you know, he says, um, do, do vaccinations cause autism? And he says, I've got this stack of things here that say that it doesn't. And there's one that says that it does. <laughs> oh, thank you. I knew it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I think that's the thing of where you know the, the, there is always the pushback against commercial uh, commercial pet food companies and things that go oh well yeah it's all only just money and marketing yes. and all that sort of stuff and you know it's all just you know commercialised processed big, big food. kibble mate big kibble big, big, big kibble. kibble you got to watch out yes. for big kibble yes uh, but you know what like I my thing is is I like my life to be simple, so I feed my pets yes. commercial pet food, knowing that it's got everything in it that they need. And it's been quite a long time since you know, whippets have roamed the plains of Africa in several generations. I don't necessarily yes. think that Rosie's gut is going to be okay with me feeding her raw chicken. I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is actually there was a that, that reminds me there was a recent recall I think from animals in East Gippsland area that have been fed a a pet meat. From a local abattoir down that way, I think I got an email the other day. So oh, I did see that too. getting some liver problems. So I guess if you're you are in that area, um, and uh, and you're feeding um, something that that's from the local abattoir, um, and you. you Pet is unwell. Yeah. You certainly get to your vet. Go and, and see your vet. There, there, there is a there is a bit of. An, I forget the name. There was one one pet food as well. A little bit of a recall from that area. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Yeah. No. Just yeah. Uh, that's that's me keeping in touch uh, while I'm up in FNQ, mate. Keeping the finger on the pulse. Oh, so far North Queensland. Well, while we're talking about farm, mate, let me just um, quickly pull just, up. Just uh, log in there and see, see where we're at. Actually, um, 
uh, we're, we're heading off this afternoon for a bit of a bit of a float down a lazy river, aren't we, mate? We are, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we're bundling all the families up together. You know, your extended family and my extended family. And we're going to go and uh, yeah, head to Mossman and go to the bakery and go and have something to eat. And then uh, then head to your, your shortest that the lazy river is uh, is is great. Or your brother's just oh. sent you a picture of two two deck chairs that we were meant to record on, but it's too far to walk to. Too He's far walked to down walk. there. Yeah, yeah, anyway, but yeah. So you got an article uh, there, yes, mate? Yes. So um, so I saw this on the um on the ages odd spot last week about um. A cat that's scaled all 48, um, uh, all 48 of New Hampshire's tallest mountains in nine months. Wow. So this is a rescue cat. Um, it took just nine months for Floki the feline and her owner, Mel Elam, to accomplish the impressive climbing feat. This is on Abigail Adams. It's on uh, people.com. But uh, if you just search Floki the mountaineering cat, there are all sorts of, as you'd expect, Lewis, Instagram posts and YouTube videos and things of Floki. One yep. fearless feline just con- conquered 48 of New Hampshire's highest summits with a little help from her owner, of course. Floki the Cat and Mel Elam of North Conway have reached the top of four dozen New Hampshire mountains over 4,000 feet in the la- uh, over 4,000 feet in the last nine months. Elam created a Facebook page and called it entitled Adventures with Floki, where she has documented each unique climb. The dynamic duo completed their journey last Saturday when they reached the top of Mount Washington, the highest summit in the northeast at 6,288 feet. Elam celebrated the special occasion with a photograph and a heartwarming post on Facebook. Is it? We did it. She captioned the image of her grinning ear to ear with her furry partner in tow. Is she, is she in one of those... Backpacks with the little space capsule thing on the back that, that the cat can look out of. Are we? Is that what we're talking here? Well, well funnily enough, no, Lewis. She's actually just in a uh, in a harness, um, hooked up with a carabiner. So just in case she decides to, you know, because Floki, being the god of mischief, you know, decides to, you know, just abseil off a cliff, ta- take off and see how you know, high rise syndrome off a six thousand <laughs> foot off the top know, of the thirty second Hampshire Mount, peak. Mount Washington. Yeah, yes. right. Um, so uh, Elam adopted Floki from a shelter in twenty twenty after losing her dog, her previous hiking buddy. A strong friendship blossomed between owner and her cat in the nine months it took the pair to complete the goal of summiting the 48 tallest mountains in their home state. In that, I'm not about the 49th tallest mountain, Lewis. The 49th might have just been a hill down the end of the street. Pretty sure just a sand dune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they've got beaches. If, if, if they've got, got beaches yeah. there no, in no, New this Hampshire. beautiful four-mile beach. That oh, we oh, have which, which, that's which flat. Is flat as a tack. Yes, yeah. yep. um, in that time, Floki has gone from kitten to full-grown cat. To keep Floki safe, Elam attaches her companion to a harness connected, connected to a backpack the cat rides in. When outside the hiker's backpack, Floki stays on a leash. Oh, so it does go in a backpack. It does go in a backpack, yeah. Is it one of the little spaceship ones that, you know, like the Hello Major Tom Is that a song? You've really made the grade Yeah, yeah, yeah Like yeah. that Just looking Is out the whole time Like the, the, sees a mountain lion Yeah yeah We might put you back in the backpack Back now. in the backpack yeah, yeah and the owner hides in the backpack And leaves Floki out there To try and chase <laughs> off the mountain yeah, lion Floki's allowed off lead When the mountain lion's there Absolutely yeah Cause, Yeah because it, it chases Yeah, yeah, yeah also, right no, also known as bait <laughs> yeah, or, or distraction. The duo's adventures do not end here, though, especially with an ever-increasing fan base. Ooh. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, please tell me this is not it. Where are you going to next? Please keep posting. We love following your adventures, Elam told WMUR-TV. And I'm like, oh, no, we're still going to be out there. In the meantime, the duo is training for Seek the Peak, an annual fundraiser supporting Mount Washington Observatory, a local non-profit organisation. Elam and Floki will also tackle the so-called 52 with a view, 52 mountains in New Hampshire with the top elevations under 4,000 feet and gorgeous views. 
Wow. So there we go, Floki the Mountaineering Cat. Wow, that's a very interesting story, mate. I'm just doing a quick check on, on Facebook and Instagram to see if we have any questions. Uh, there's a little bit of a question about uh, from a friend of the show, Clint Yulderman. Oh, hey, nice yeah. one. Uh, just a mention about don't talk too loudly about certain types of crocodile food because there might be some neighbours in the area that, that might not hear what we're talking about. Very Get a good. bit upset. Thank you very much, Clint. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, a certain cousin might be missing. <laughs> that's right. Cousin Snappy. Well... In part two podcast, I have got a little bit of a story in Mossman Gorge of a oh, of nice a little uh, a critter that uh, quite possibly something up far north Queensland that oh, uh, inflict quite a serious well, sort you of know injury. What? Let's, let, let's let's jump on and hit the disclaimer, yeah. and then and then we'll talk. Because I was going to talk a little bit about gastro. Great. Um, oh, that's perfect. Hang on. So just while you, just, yeah. just while I'm. Oh, I can do that. All advice on this show is general in, in nature. While you enter the password yep. there, Melvin. Um, Please Ruben. consult your veterinarian oh, yeah, before following any advice for your pet. Yeah, it's just password. Yeah, mate. Pass- I'm very oh, password backwards. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. So I, as it turns out, Lewis, was just going to talk a little bit about gastroenteritis. Perfect. Just about the... Uh, the clinical signs that you might expect to see with it, and and as we've spoken about before, you know when when to ring up the vet, when to be worried, you know, because sometimes it's hard. Because you know, occasionally your dog will have a little bit of a vomit or a little bit of a diarrhoea, but does that mean that you have to run off and and seek veterinary attention straight away? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, does does you know Lenny Lenny the possum, as soon as he's had one little loose stool. Does, he, does his mum have to ring up straight away and go, oh, my goodness, Dr. Ansel? Well, yes, Dr. Ansel. I'm in get, trouble. Get the gloves out. Yes. Dr. Ansel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, which he gets you know, kickback from every time he snaps one on. <laughs> it's Snap. a good, good marketing. Great I marketing. I that ad. Oh, that, well, the Herald Sun article. Oh, Seriously, yeah. Like you know, to get in the Herald Sun to say there's a, I mean, good, good kudos. Oh, well, well done, yeah. Roscoe. Yeah, you I, mean, know? I mean, I could, I could only get in the Waverley Leader. Well, how is it. that? You still writing? Articles? I'm not. I'm not. Oh. No, no. My contact there um, dropped off the face of the earth, oh. and I said, look, I'm, because I'd send in a few articles and they weren't published, and I said, <laughs> look, not for nothing, but do you want me to actually keep on doing this? I didn't hear anything from her, so I took her silence as meaning no. Oh wow, nothing. We, we've Rickets. had enough. Been ghosted, mate. By ghosted. The, ghosted. By the, the, uh, the, the Waverly Leader. By the page 37 uh, uh, co-editor yeah. from the Waverly Leader, been ghosted, mate. That's upsetting. There's, there's only so many times you can see Beryl from the local, local country women's association's <laughs> third uh, you know, lemon lemon and herb scone yeah, recipe. Yeah, the best lamenting, lamenting in, in, uh, in Mount in the Waverly. District. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's right. only a certain number of times you can get bounced from that when I was writing really good content for them. <laughs> so I thought, no, Waverly Leader can go stick it up their bum. And and the shutting down the local, uh, local massage parlour for... Uh, for activities that, that shouldn't be that doing. That brought things into disrepute. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, yeah, only yeah. so many of those you can do, the, the, aren't there? The hit list. I mean, yeah. those, they, those were coming up thick and fast, you know, for you know, quite often. What? Anyway, were they? Um, right. You know, spe- sp- so anyway, speaking of talking a little bit loose, Lewis, you know, gastroenteritis. Mm. So um, so the the list of things that cause gastroenteritis are very, very long. It's, oh, yeah. It, it, uh, you can kind of break it up into, I think, you know, Dietary things, yes, which is uh, which is very common. So you've eaten something that's caused a reaction, yep. or something Raw that contains diet. toxins. You know, so if you've had uh, not only just something that's got the bugs in it, but something that might have the bug toxins in it that right. could cause yes. the uh, that could cause leakiness in the bowel and then cause the cause the diarrhea or the and the inflammation to come about. Um, two is in obviously infection. So so yeah, you've been to Citizens Park in Richmond and you picked up whatever, you know, super bug has been rattling around yes. around there in, yes. in Lenny Lenny the possum and his mates. Um, uh, also you can get 
other inflammatory things. So it can be things like inflammatory bowel disease or just uh, over over growth of your natural flora or yep. you know, your, an overgrowth of unnatural flora yep. um, in your bowel um, and also parasites and things like that, worms and you know, other, other yep. yeah, funky, funky, funky yep. bugs that we've yep. got you know, big, big wacky names for. Um, and also metabolic conditions. So, you know, if you've got metabolic disease or even things like cancer and things like that can sometimes, it's not, it's not common. That's not the first thing you yeah, go for, nah. but it's also in an older dog, something that you can't necessarily discount. Yes, yes. Um, so clinical signs, usually it starts shooting out of both ends, you know, um, before that, sometimes it can just be that they go off their food. So sometimes a dog's got a little bit of a pain in the tummy they, or a cat, they might just not want to eat for 24 hours and yep. then they might be fine. So it's almost like a, a self-treating, a self-diagnosis sort of situation. Yep. But then, if the if the stomach's inflamed or the gut uh, the gut in general is inflamed, often it can then trigger the vomiting centre, and so then you can start to vomit. And as time goes on, it starts moving further and further south, and you can end up getting diarrhoea. Yep. You know, um, and it can be anything from you know what uh, Dr. Ansel was talking about a small bowel diarrhoea, so you know, low frequency but high volume, uh, to large bowel diarrhoea, which can be uh, high frequency but low volume, yeah, um, and everything in between, yep, and all the colours of the rainbow, yes. Right. Yes. And so, what are the what are the times when when you guys like if you were giving um, your nurses advice because someone's rung up? What are the sort of things that you would say? Yeah, that's a dog that needs to come to the vets, or you know what, maybe maybe sit on it for well, don't sit on it, but observe <laughs> it for twelve hours. Yeah, inspired in inspired observation for twelve hours. Well, we don't tend to tend, yeah tell the owners to go and sit on it. No, because no. that's not nice and involves a lot sit, of cleaning. You don't, you don't tell them to sit and spin either. Yeah. You know, no, no. 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 Well, look, uh, I guess okay. you go, go on the general. General health, I mean, they're bright and alert and happy. You just got a little bit of diarrhea. You might go, well, no, no vomiting. You sort of, you sort of say, look, we might sit on that, sit on sit that, on that sit one. on that for a while. Maybe here's some. Uh, you can come and get, you know, some bland food, or try some, you know, bland boiled chicken, white rice at home, mm. or, um, or you know, come and get some probiotic that we have that yep. know, may or may not help, depending. But, but it's certainly nice should give do something. Any help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it won't, won't do any difference. Won't, won't uh, do, it won't do any harm. <laughs> Nice one. Oh. Are they sponsor? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Not, we don't, not we don't, anymore. Not, not anymore. No, <laughs> no. So we're fine with that. Yeah. And uh, but then then you know we'll say to owners, you know, if they say they they often though they will talk it up on the phone a little bit. Sometimes is he flat? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's really flat. Okay, so if you go and grab the lead to go for a walk, is he up and about? Oh yeah, no, he's happy to go for a walk. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably okay. We can sit on that for a little while. Um, but sometimes uh, a little bit depending on I guess how busy we are as well. Sometimes we will. Be more inclined to get them to come in if the owners are concerned. Correct. That's yeah, a, it's yeah. a common thing that we see that owners are really worried. And if you end up sort of saying, no, you're fine on the phone, they don't really always appreciate that. Yeah. They'd rather an examination. We go, we had a full clinical examination. Yep. Your dog is fine. They're happy with that. He's, you know, uh, temperature's yep. fine. He's hydrated. You know, total complete full examination. No yep. worries at all. Everything's fine. Here's the bland food we're going to recommend, and here's the probiotic we're yep. going to recommend. Yep. Off you go. And I think they're much, much happy with that. Had an interesting case uh, a couple of weeks ago where uh, a, a dog came in on the Monday, saw one of the other vets, saw the sand on the Monday. The sand said, "Oh, look, I think it's just a bit of gastro." Yep. You know, sort of one of the one of the th things you talked about in the younger dog. You know, uh, would you like an anti-nausea injection? No, no, don't want that. Okay, that's fine. Sort of. Three days later, dog been doing okay. Then got a little bit more diarrhea, so came in to see me. Yes. Examined the dog, full clinic examination. Look, your dog's fine. You know, I could give an anti-nausea injection. If they have another vomit, you know, it might help. No, no, really don't want the injection. Okay, that's fine. Goes home. Three hours later, it vomits. It's now 6 p.m. at night. I'm fully booked to the yeah. evening. I said, unfortunately, I'm sorry. If you're still concerned, if you, you know, two vets have examined your dog, it's totally normal. I'm going to have to send you emergency 
Went off to emergency. Emergency saw it. Gave it the injection that both of us wanted to give. Yeah. And then they rang it the next day and complained that we hadn't given the injection. So, interesting. Perfect. Yeah. Just Perfect. what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah my my thing yeah, that I always say to the nurses, if, if, the, if owners are concerned enough to reach for the phone and pick up, yeah. then, 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 we need to, then we need to listen. And if it's um, at least to be able to say, you know... It, We've got certain things that we look for. Yeah, is it quiet? How long's it been going on for? You know, and if we're worried, we'll always say, look, it. it we definitely think you should bring it in. Yeah, and if the owners go, oh, you know, look, I can only get there at about six o'clock tomorrow. We'll say, well, you know what? We think we should probably see you before then, because if you're worried enough to ring up now, yeah. it's yeah, probably yeah. worthwhile trying to see it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it, 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 they are. They are. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, fluid cases, Lewis. Sometimes <laughs> more fluid than others. Yes. Yes. Um, and you and you just got to fly by your seat of your pants sometimes and go. You know, look. When in doubt, check it out. I think. Yes. Well, I think yep. it's interesting during COVID as well. We saw a lot more cases because mm. everyone's at home during lockdown in Melbourne. Yeah. About. So everyone's at home and no one's going out. It's a great time to, to go to the vet. Yeah. But often they'd see the dog that had the one vomit. Um, and normally on a work day, they'd be like, oh, the dog's had a vomit, seems bright, I'll go to work, Yeah. come home, dog's fine, no yeah. worries, or the vomit's dried up in the backyard, or, or the poo's dried up, there. didn't even yeah. know it was there. So we were seeing a lot of dogs that had perhaps had one vomit, or just a little bit of diarrhea, and the owners were freaking out about it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it was difficult for us, because we don't normally see those at the clinic, so yeah. it's like, well, your dog is totally normal, you know, it's had one vomit, I, I don't know why it's done that, you know, and, and so we were seeing a lot more during lockdown because people are a lot more observant, I think, yeah. and, um, but, but yeah, like, like I said, yeah, I think the things that, that, um, you know, certainly if you're worried, ring, a vet, ring your vet, but, but if your dog's really lethargic, um, you know, really off their food, um, not definitely if they're not walking when that lead comes out don't, don't want to go for a walk that's, yeah. a, that's a big sort of red flag as well so and blood's always the interesting one as well you know owners are out there blood yes. the blood in the poo or blood yes. in the vomit i think blood in the vomit you know often if you've got dogs that have been vomiting quite a bit you will sometimes get flecks of blood in there just yeah. because you've got mucosal bleeding yes um and the the blood in the poo it's it's one that you definitely can't discount because that can be a really really bad sign yes but it can also just be because you've got in an inflamed large intestine. Yes. And the blood's going to go away pretty quickly. Yeah. You know. Um, and a yeah. bit of mucus, a bit of jelly sort of stuff yeah, coming with yeah. it as well. Shows Straining the inflammation. and things yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, tenismus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, our, our uh, email at work oh, right, is yeah. littered with... with uh, with poo shots, oh, definitely. Nice. Owners, don't they love it? Instagram. They, they love showing it. This was the one we did this morning, and, the, yeah. and this was the one we did. Okay, thank you. I've sent. Oh no, there's more. Uh, here's another one. Here's another one. We do get a lot of. Uh, but how much better is that than back in the old days when they used to just scoop it up in a plastic oh, bag and bring yes, it in? Go. I bought this in just in case you want yes. to do some tests on it. Now, how about how about I <laughs> I test how well it throws. I can throw it out the door and <laughs> yes. land it in the bin out the back. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, spot on. Alrighty, good, excellent. Uh, now we've uh, we did actually have some uh, communication through the week, Lewis. Oh yes. Um, on our YouTube channel, somebody that watched um, episode 157, um, lovely. Uh, uh, Krista Francis wrote, "That kitchen truly looks immaculate." Wow! Wow! Yeah. So I it, said to Christina, "I said, look at this. Wow! You know, you've got people that are appreciating how nice our house is." And did she say uh, that's my username on YouTube? I did. She did. She did. I will have to check actually and make sure. I'll, Very I'll similar. I have to check the IP address and check and see whether or not that's actually. Christina's uh, commented uh, on uh, how, our lovely, yeah, how lovely, how right. lovely her kitchen looked. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you very much, uh, Christina Flanders. Who was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 
Uh, Francis. Francis. Christa Francis. Christa Francis. Thank you for, for listening on YouTube. We didn't get the last episode up there, but no. uh, and probably not this one probably because not there's this one, no video either. No, it's weird It's weird enough two middle-aged guys <laughs> hiding up in the um, up in the palm trees yeah. with a couple of microphones uh, while everyone's going past and looking and seeing what we're doing, let alone videoing us as well. People, people tend to frown upon videoing at, at a beach, Lewis. Do they? Yeah. Oh, well, I, you, you have that well, from experience, well, well, that's Well, that's what you were telling me anyway when you had the, <laughs> uh, had the, had the, had the surf lifesavers chasing you. Don't put yeah. it on to me, No mate. drones. No when, drones, I said. When you were searching looking for me, you know why you're looking for me at all, mate, up and down that beach. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right, guys, well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll join you uh, next week for part two of our Port Douglas outside yes. broadcast special. Exactly. We might go and find somewhere that's not hurting my cheeks. This this, uh, this bony we'll log. We'll jump up and do some stretches. Yeah, exactly. This log is bony. Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys, if you've got any questions, uh, you, can, you can get us now. If this was live. If it was live, you but could it's get not. Us now, but it's not. Well, maybe we'll ask the people just sunbaking in front of us if on the beach. Any got questions. Any questions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think their question would be, can you shut up? Because, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to... Disturbing the peace. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to sunbake quite nicely here by ourselves. <laughs> you know? Excellent. Alrighty, guys. We'll scratch you later. Peace out, bait. Oh, no. I forgot to press record. Don't do that. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.